the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are a lot of people who think they can buy God's favor. They can buy God's gifts with their money, with their flattery. Folks, there's only one way to receive God's favor and God's gifts, and that is through receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior, Lord, repenting from your sin. Well, it doesn't get any plainer than that. That's the straightforward teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And this is a broadcast, a daily visit, entitled Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for coming along for today's program. We're wrapping up the week with a continuation of a look at the book of Acts as Pastor Leighton delves deeper into the doctrines of the church. The next chapter, Acts 3, Peter and John are on their way to the temple. They heal a lame beggar. It causes a commotion. People gather around. Peter stands up and begins to preach. The local authorities don't like that and arrest them. So we're in Acts 4, 5. On the next day, the rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, there it is again, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we're being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, then let it be known to all of you and all of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated, common men. They were astonished. So what do we learn? That the Holy Spirit can inspire boldness and produce exceptional, uncommon accomplishments through common, uneducated people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And something else we should note is that this is the second time the Scriptures describe Peter as being filled with the Holy Spirit. The first time was in Acts 2.4, and now it's again in Acts chapter 4.8. Why is it mentioned here? Is it to remind us of what took place in 2.4, or is this a fresh filling? Wayne Grudem provides us an answer in his excellent work in systematic theology. He wrote, Paul tells the Ephesians, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And he uses a present tense imperative verb that could more explicitly be translated, be continually being filled with the Holy Spirit, thus implying that this is something that should be repeatedly happening to Christians. Therefore, it is appropriate to understand filling with the Holy Spirit is not a one-time event, but an event that it can occur over and over again in a Christian's life. Now, it may involve a momentary empowering for a specific ministry, 
such as apparently what happened in Acts 4, or it may refer to a long-time characteristic of a person's life, such as in Acts chapter 6. In either case, such feeling can occur many times in a person's life. Wayne Grudem. Later in the chapter, the apostles uh, uh, were ultimately released. They gathered together for a prayer meeting, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, again, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Boldness is one of the characteristics of people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Going on to chapter 5. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. The implication is here he claimed he was giving it all. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? After it was sold, was it not at your disposal? It belonged to you. You could do whatever you want. The issue wasn't that you didn't give everything. The issue was you lied by trying to misrepresent the facts. You have not lied to men, but to God. And when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came upon all who heard it. Apostle Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You've not lied to men, but to God. Because God, the Holy Spirit, is God. Chapter 6, additional leaders are appointed to the church. Notice their qualifications. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, complaints from the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And the twelve summoned the, number, the full number of the disciples and said, It's not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. And therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit, there it is, and of wisdom whom we will appoint to this duty. Now, you'll notice here that the qualifications did not include popularity, prestige, power, prosperity, or any of the other qualifications that we often think about when we're looking for leaders. The qualifications for these men were to be of good reputation. They were to be known as being fair and honest in all of their dealings inside of the church family and in the, outer com- in the, in the greater community. And they were to be men of wisdom. They were to be able to see situations clearly, identify options for resolving situations and choose the best option, and they, and they chose their words carefully. They were wise. And the other qualifications is that they were filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit was so evident in their life that their whole life was characterized as being filled with the Holy Spirit. One of those seven was named Stephen, and Stephen became the first martyr of the church. Verse 8, And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. And then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and Saul may have come from that synagogue, and of the Cyrenians and Alexandrians and those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed, debated, argued with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. God's Holy Spirit was so rich upon Stephen and he was filled with such wisdom and power that many well-educated and well-seasoned debaters could not overcome him. And you notice, if you've got a modern translation, the word spirit in verse 10 is capitalized and that's a reference to God the Holy Spirit. You know, most of us tend to want to avoid conflict. But Christians are called to conflict. We are called to confront the gates of hell. And the scriptures say the gates of hell will not prevail. When you think about it, gates are inherently defensive. 
Nobody's ever been chased by a gate. They're defensive. We are to come against the gates of hell. And we're to prevail. And you know the devil ain't going to give up without a fight. We have been called to conflict. The story continues through the next chapter, chapter 7. And at verse 51, Stephen says, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. You always resist God. They are stubborn, stiff-necked people because they want things their way and not God's way. And there are people today who would like to silence God's prophets and would like to silence people who live according to the the directions, the obedience of God. And and they'll use writing laws, litigation, intimidation, violence, and whatever means they can to bring that about. The church has always been in need of believers that are filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered and emboldened to speak the truth wisely. And sometimes they pay a price, like Stephen did. Verse 54, now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, there it is again, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together. And then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul, who later became Paul. Sometimes the people that are mocking you, scoffing at you, angry at you, enemies of you, are your brothers and sisters in Christ. They just don't know it yet. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. To those who are full of the Holy Spirit, dying is like falling asleep. Peaceful slumber. There is no terror in falling asleep. Now, that's not true for those who are unregenerate, for death and dying is filled with many terrors. And although he was murdered by an angry mob, Stephen was so filled with compassion and grace that his words reflected the words of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, Jesus had said that the gospel was going to expand from Jerusalem through Judea and then into Samaria and And we find that in Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and received the Holy Spirit. I want you to note the laying on of hands because it's a theme that is repeated throughout the book of Acts. There are people who have accepted the Word of God, but they haven't received the Holy Spirit. And when they had the opportunity, these believers in Samaria, they wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, Peter and John laid hands upon them, and they received the Holy Spirit. 
There's more to this story if you continue. Verse 18, now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, hey, give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. There are a lot of people who think they can buy God's favor. They can buy God's gifts with their money, with their flattery, with whatever it is. Folks, there's only one way to receive God's favor and God's gifts, and that is through receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior, Lord, repenting from your sin. Have you done that? And if not, may we help you. You're listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, a broadcast outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Our phone number is area code 650-873-4095. And if we're not there, then visit us this Sunday. All of the service times are right there on the website at highlands.us. What a privilege it would be to uh, talk with you. That's highlands.us. Let us know that you listen to the broadcast. Have a great weekend and join us Monday when once again we'll open the Word of God and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.